0: Welcome back. You are tuning into the Your Safe Space podcast hosted by me, Adele-Marie. Today on the show, I'm joined by Soph Allen, a certified fitness trainer, health and wellness creator, and the brains behind the Train with Soph app. She has built a loyal community of women and helps them build lifelong results. I personally love Soph's approach to health and fitness, and I think she's a wonderful role model in this space. And so I'm over the moon to have her here in the studio with me. Let's get into our chat. Welcome to your safe space. So, thank you for having me and hello to your beautiful community. I'm actually <laughs> so excited. We are so happy to have you on. The audience is very keen to hear from you. When I told them that you were coming on, the amount of DMs that I got, I was like, yes, can't wait to have you in here. So, I'm equally as excited. Such a flex. <laughs> <laughs> How are you
1: going? How's your morning been? It's good. I mean, we had our little coffee before the potty. So we got to catch up on like personal things before we get into the actual content of the episode. But I'm good. I'm having like a really good start to the year. I'm excited for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. I love that. I can't believe that we were even talking like off air that it's like end of Jan and start of Feb. And
1: yeah, it's going too quick. Slow just- down
0: insane. (laughs) Now this is a Sunday episode. So on my Sunday episodes, I like to do a segment called what's taking up space where it can be good or bad, like mental, physical, emotional, whatever. You can pick whatever is taking up space for you. But if you have something that you would be comfortable to share with the community, please
1: be my guest. Okay. (laughs) So I was actually thinking about this because I listened to your podcast anyway. So I knew this question was coming. She's ready. (laughs) I was going to talk about like brain health, like my mind, because I feel like my memory is going bad. And I know that we like sort of spoke about this in my broadcast channel. Yeah, But so I have endometriosis. I don't know if your audience knows what that is, but it's when the lining of your uterus grows outside your uterus and it can cause really severe period pains. And I had the surgery like 12 years ago or something, and it helped a lot. But they messed up the surgery, perforated my bowel, lots of health complications. Oh yeah, it was great. Like Shit. almost died. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I speak a lot about endo because I think, you know, it's something that there's not a lot of information on or research about, unfortunately.
0: Absolutely. I also just want to say, I see your content on that. I don't have endo myself, but I think it's so important that you do speak up in that space because it's not discussed exactly. anywhere near enough.
1: Yeah. It's one of those like silent illnesses that a lot of people suffer with and, have a lot of shame around I think for like not being able to operate at their like highest level like that's taking up space in the sense that the pain's come back and I need to figure out like a solution for it that's like not the surgery and not the marina and it's like there aren't many options so I feel like that's currently on my mind and what I'm like spending time researching at the moment. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with the community. I think we would have listeners who also suffer from endo. So if that is you and you're listening, go check
0: out Soph's content. She puts out great content around it. And I'm really grateful that you got to share that with us. Now, today's show is going to run in like two parts where we've got an interview. I'm going to ask you questions that I want to ask you. And then we've also got listener questions as well. We had quite a few come through, so I'm so excited to get into them. We're going to start probably with the first question. Now, I'm a huge fan of your content. I've been following you for a little while. We connected late last year and I'm obsessed. I also recently started training with you and being coached by you. But for some of our listeners who may not be across your content or haven't seen anything from you, can you give us a little intro into yourself and the kind of content that you create?
1: Yeah. So I started my journey as someone who wasn't really into fitness and I really wanted to be into fitness and find some sort of consistency, but I just really struggled with it. it took me so long to get into a routine that I actually was able to continue showing up and doing. So I just started documenting that before becoming qualified. Like I was working in corporate life like you
0: yeah, and
1: trying to fit my workouts in around my busy life and the more I was sharing that content, the more questions, the more growth, everything that comes with sort of putting out consistent content. And I decided I was so passionate about answering those questions and I wanted to make sure I was actually qualified to answer them. So whilst I was working and creating content, I also became qualified as a PT. I
0: love and that so much.
1: Yeah. And, and the journey has just sort of grown a lot. Like my take on health and fitness has evolved heaps from like, being super obsessed with it to bodybuilding to then trying to find balance post bodybuilding and now having a way more holistic approach to what I do in the health and fitness space and launching Train With Soph, my fitness and coaching app and just growing as like a businesswoman as well as a PT and content creator and yeah, sharing a lot of real content I think is one thing that that makes, helps me connect with my community a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You are very relatable, very real in the content that you deliver. I'm also really keen to unpack that like transition for you when you talk about how it's changed to become more holistic and more balanced. Cause I feel like I can relate to that as well. It's almost like when I dip my toes in, I was like so far one way, so far obsessed. And then it took a while for like the pendulum to like switch back. Like, what was that driver for you? Was it just like the education part or you learning more? Can you talk to that?
1: Yeah, I think a combination, the education kind of comes after a bit of a like catalyst moment. So for me, after bodybuilding, I developed like a really negative relationship with food. And I was just constantly living in a deficit and then my health just got so bad and all the negative side effects that happen when you live in a deficit. Like my skin got really bad and just my relationship with food. And I never had like binge eating or anything, but I definitely had periods of like overeating because I was so restricted in the deficit.
0: Yeah. You were hungry.
1: Yeah. And so I was like, this can't be how I live the rest of my life. Like I can't be so focused on this. And it just felt wrong, putting out content, helping women with these things when I was struggling so much with them, sort of not so much behind the scenes because I would always share what was going on But I don't think I realized in the moment how bad it kind of was.
0: Yeah. Hindsight is a beautiful thing, I think. You never really can tell when you're in it. Once you like take a step back and you're like so far removed, you can be like, oh, wow,
1: I was actually going through it. (laughs) Exactly. And then because of living in the deficits for so long, it was really difficult to actually lose weight, which I kept thinking that was the solution for all of my problems. Like, oh, I feel bad about myself. I just have to lose weight. Like I was so stuck in that mentality. It got to the point where I spent like six months at maintenance, which is the longest I had done it because I'd always been in and out. And I was like, okay, if I'm feeling really uncomfortable at this weight and I feel like my content is all about my body and I feel so crap about myself, how can I focus on other aspects of health and redefine what health means to me? Because it was like leanness. And so I really challenged what I thought health meant and it was just became this way bigger picture about just so many different aspects, like my relationships and my training and focusing on strength and things outside of the gym and my life outside of content creating and fitness, focusing on my business, focusing on how I could show up for my girls, that it pushed me to look at a more holistic approach to health and fitness. And that's, I guess, where I am today.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And I think it can be a really hard kind of topic, especially for some women as well, who might feel like consumed by their relationship with their body or consumed by their relationship with food. So I'm really grateful that you shared that with us. Now, the Train With Soap app, can you give us the origin story? Where did that idea come from? What was your vision behind it? And why did you create it?
1: Yeah. So started out when I was working full-time, I was like, okay, I'm getting so many questions and I really want to move into this space more. And I was obviously very scared to go off on my own, but I already had built a community that really wanted these things. So I had that confidence behind me, which was great. So I started out doing like Excel programs where I would release a certain amount of spots each week. Like every Monday I'd be like, okay, I've got spots open for six, eight and 12 week programs. And I'd fill them, I'd write them all week, give them to the girls and then open new spots. Yeah, And I was like, this is keeping me so busy, but I want to grow the business. So what can I do? So I then, brought out eBooks. And I was like, I had more passive income, it freed up a bit of space to think about what the next move was. And then I got into the app. And so I changed from the name, like the original name was like Sof Active Life.
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And then we had a rebrand
1: (laughs) to train with Sof, And I really wanted to make it about training because I think there was a lot of like fitness and like programs out there and stuff, but I wanted to really focus on education and really teach people around how to train effectively and efficiently. Because I think there was, at the time, it was 2019 that I moved into the app. There was just so many like workouts and carousel workouts and fitness stuff and not a lot of education on the Mm -hmm. importance of like training intensity or rest or like why you would actually make certain decisions in your program design. So I focused a lot on education and more holistic parts like mindset and other aspects that would come into the importance of your overall health and that's been growing and that's going to go through a new like a rebrand this year like how exciting yeah in the coming months that'll be rebranded and there's some exciting things in store that will continue with the evolution of, of everything that's been going on
0: yeah amazing so for you guys listening I firstly I also want to say sorry if you can hear any construction in the background Soph and I have been trying to talk over it and we can hear it and I just have to address it. If you can hear it, please just ignore it. Um, But I've been on the train with Soph app for three weeks now. I'm going into my third week and I have been absolutely loving it. From a user perspective, it is so easy to use. You've nailed all of the workout videos, even the way the nutrition part works and the training part. I've never had an app like that with any of my past coaches or I've never had like quite a user experience like that so I am the biggest fan of it and I'm loving it so yeah if anyone is keen check it out many good things in there oh I (laughs) mean so
1: much and we'll have a a discount code for your community I think we'll just make like YSS 20 for 20% off
0: thank you yeah thank you so much I'll put that in the show notes (laughs) all right now Obviously, you've spoken a lot about creating content in the health and fitness industry. What are some of the challenges that you've faced in the health and fitness industry or even creating or just personally? Yeah. The
1: the first thing that comes to mind is the pressure that I put on myself, but also that comes from negative comments to look a certain way as a PT. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something that like, I won't lie, I got into this industry because I didn't like the way I looked. So that's kind of why a lot of us start our journey. And then there's that transition where now it's less about aesthetics, but it's still there. And it's exacerbated by the pressure to, you know, being a PT, having a big following, having a lot of, you know, reach and comments about, we just go through so many different phases with our body and it's going to change, your weight's going to change, it's going to go up, it's going to go down. I do diets and then I come out of them. And that pressure I feel to look, you know, the same all the time is really challenging because like, you know what it's like when you're filming and you see every angle of yourself, (laughs) like you see some things that you don't, wouldn't usually see unless you're filming and you're like, try not to be really hard on yourself. Depends on your mindset, the negative comments. As far as negative comments go, if someone comes at me about like my technique, I don't care. But if someone comes at me about something that I'm self-conscious about, like my weight, depending on where my head space is at, it can really get under my skin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're human. And I also think there's the other thing. It's like just like the volume of comments as well. Like it might not be like one comment that gets under your skin, but once you've received like 20 comments as well, like that's not normal for
1: anyone to experience. So, yeah. So that would be one of the main things. I think as far as just content in the fitness space goes, it's just the education. There's a lot of misinformation out there and big, you know, big creators put stuff out there with, I'm sure the intention of helping people, but a lot of the time it's, it's not right. The information they're putting out. And there are a lot of people out there who will see that, read that, watch it, whatever, and think, oh, okay, now I need to eat 1200 calories or do this full day of eating to get her body. And it's like, or, you know, someone's on like performance enhancing drugs and not talking about it. And it's like, if I do what she does, then I'll look like that. And it's like, she's on drugs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're never going to look yeah, like Unless that.
1: you start injecting, which <laughs> yeah. I, w- I like wouldn't recommend, not my wheelhouse, but, you know, each to their own. But people aren't honest about yeah. that
0: so much misinformation out there and I think that's also why I just love your content so much because it's just like so real so balanced it's like sustainable it's long term it's not like a quick fix yeah so education and like science-based which I love so much and obviously the other side of it what's your favorite part about creating content in this space or being part of the health and fitness industry
1: I think it's just helping people like that was my why when I first started when I first decided to create the Instagram account I always say this and I'll stick by it. I was like, if I can help one person, I'll be so happy. And I know that sounds like kind of cliche, but it was because I was following people who were creating content and it really helped me. It helped with my motivation. It helped me to see real people achieving their results. And it made me feel like I could do it. So I was like, if I could do that for someone else, and then you receive the comments and you create the community and you just have that like, sense of belonging, which I know your community listening right now will be like, yeah, I feel that in your community. Yeah. It's just really nice to have people who get it. And it's really nice to put out information and, and content that is actually genuinely helping people.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. We are so grateful. And our last question before we get into the listener questions is if you could share one piece of advice when it comes to health and fitness, like your favorite piece of advice, what would it be?
1: I think people get overwhelmed really easily and bite off more than they should. So I think when people want to get into like the health space or into their fitness or whatever, it can be like, okay, I'm going to start training like six days a week and I'm going to track my calories and macros and I'm going to buy all this healthy food and I'm going to do all these things and make all these changes And it's like if we want to create something sustainable that fits with you and your lifestyle, it actually has to be achievable and you need to stick to it. So I think just focusing on one thing and trying not to make this whole lifestyle overhaul is going to be the best way to actually achieve it. So just focus on getting to the gym a minimum of three times a week if you can, following a program, whether it's, you know, there's heaps of free stuff. We post heaps of free stuff on our TikTok as well if they're Mm -hmm. like not ready to commit to actually getting a program. And staying consistent with that for a few weeks and seeing, like, can I actually do this? Like, what's realistic for me in my lifestyle? And then building and layering habits in to actually start to create a lifestyle that you genuinely want to stick with. Because it's not just something you do for, like, an eight-week challenge and then you stop and you've got the results for life. It's like fitness is a lifestyle. So Doing something that you enjoy consistently and figuring that out and then layering it in is the best way to create that lifestyle.
0: Yeah, that's great. Solid advice. Cause I even think now, like people will ask, like, Oh, how do you how are you so consistent? And I'm like, it's just part of my life. Like I just I can't imagine my life now where I don't go to the gym. It's part of the routine and it started as a habit like what, six or seven years ago. And now it's just there. It's
1: like your identity. It's yeah. ingrained.
0: Yeah. Mm. So I love that so much. All right. We're going to do a rapid fire, get to know you. So it's like a this or that. And then I have a couple of questions at the end. So just cool. rapid fire, whatever comes to you. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I nervous? <laughs> Don't, be nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Okay. Working out solo or with a training partner?
1: training partner.
0: Okay, are you a chatter or are you I
1: do yeah, I am okay. chatting. Those sessions go for so long. No,
0: it's like spend <laughs> 2 hours in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Okay, morning session or
1: night session? Morning.
0: Same. Headphones or no headphones?
1: Headphones if I'm solo. Okay. But
0: with a training
1: partner, no headphones obviously. Yeah, I train with my boyfriend. He's a PT, so like best. Oh, that's best thing great. ever. <laughs> yeah.
0: Perfect. Perfect couple. Couple goals. <laughs>
1: Cardio or strength? Strength. Okay.
0: I've seen you do running though, so I'm like...
1: I am in my running era, but weight training will always be like number one. Number
0: one. Yeah, same. Okay, leg day or upper body
1: day? Leg day. I do love an upper day, but leg day.
0: Leg day will always be my one true love.
1: A rest day or a training day? (gasps) I know. They're both important. So important. Training day. I'm just a better person when I train mentally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's giving like Legally Blonde when... The girl has gone to the gym and she's like,
0: happy people don't kill their husbands because she had gone to the gym. (laughs) Facts. (laughs) All right. Your favorite gym shoe. Oh, because I'm a Converse girly.
1: Yeah. Mm. Look, flat shoes are superior, but I've been wearing my New Balance 530s a lot lately. And just if I need to have like if I'm doing an RDL or a deadlift, I just take them off and go barefoot.
0: Yeah. I love barefoot RDL. So good. And your
1: favorite color activewear. (gasps) Oh. I'm in my neutral era. I yeah. actually did a cull of all my clothes and I was like, I love color, but I think I love color cuz I'm like it does really well on Instagram when I wear color, but I'm like what do I like? Yeah. So I love my neutrals like my tans, my browns, my you grays do that so much as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, thanks. I love black. It's giving Melbourne. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, we'll be back in just a second to answer our listener questions. Okay, now, Soph, I'm so keen to get your big sister advice here because you know you're shit, you're balanced, you're focused on long-term, sustainable lifestyle changes, and I already learned so much from you, so I'm excited for our community to keep learning from you. Now, our first question is from our beginners. So Some people listening are beginners because obviously we have people that follow both of us who maybe have never stepped foot in a gym or don't know where to start. So it can obviously be overwhelming as well. What advice would you give to a beginner just like starting out on their health and fitness journey?
1: It is really overwhelming because there is so much information out there. I think it's important not to get too bogged down in like what's right or what should I be doing because you're going to go through a whole journey when you start in the gym, figuring out like what works for you, what you enjoy what programs you want to be doing. I think having a program is really important. Again, whether it's like one of the train with soap ones or someone else out there that you follow or a PT from the gym, just so you know exactly what you're doing. Like you have that structure to follow and you're not going in there being like, what machine is this? What do I even do? And that way you can just like get into a routine, follow that program for four to six weeks, build your confidence and understand like the movement patterns and everything. It would be advisable to get a PT to like show you how to use certain things. I know a lot of people feel really nervous doing that, whether it's through an app or having a PT, but it is helpful to have someone in person to actually run you through it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When I started my fitness journey, I had a PT or I've had a coach along the way. I've always like had someone, whether it was like one-on-one in the gym or like through videos or through an app, like watching my form. Now I'm at a point where obviously I don't need that, but at the start, I don't think I could have done it without that and I also love like having a program because yeah sometimes without it you can just go in there and like not know what to do and then you're kind of just like floating around and then it just doesn't really set you up for that success so I love both of those tips our second most asked question was around confidence in the gym and gym anxiety so a lot of people listening have yeah they're like they're either shy or reserved or like the gym anxiety overwhelms them And I know that you create so much valuable content around this and just keeping it real in the gym, which I love. What are your top tips when it comes to overcoming that gym anxiety?
1: I really want to acknowledge that and normalize that because so many girls ask me this question too. And I think people think confidence is like you go in there and you don't care about anything that's going on. You just walk in like you own the place, but it's actually like going, knowing that, okay, maybe I feel shy, but it's like, I'm going to show up for myself anyway and like trust myself to be okay in this situation. But I think when people are like, oh, just go and you'll get better at going, it's not really addressing the problem. Mm-hmm. So it's like having a few little tactics to calm you down, like breath work. I really love just to like genuinely calm your nervous system down so that you're in like a more like parasympathetic state when you go into the gym. But that aside, the tips that I usually recommend to people, First one is, like we said at the start, having a program, knowing exactly what you need to do when you go in there. The second one would be if you have like a friend or a gym buddy because you know yeah. when you go like you do anything having someone with you like if you trip and you're on your own it's so embarrassing cuz you're like there's no one to laugh with but if you have someone with you it's like haha we're figuring out together maybe they know the gym a little bit more you're just going to feel more settled and then if you have that person and the more you go the more comfortable you feel the more confident you start to build you can start going alone and that could be a friend or it could even be a PT like a, a lot of gyms offer like one free PT session or something when you join. So, just doing that and being like, hey, I know what I'm doing. I've got my program. I've got my PT to show me how to use the equipment. I'm not going to like do something silly. Even if you do stuff up, no one is looking at you.
0: No one is looking. People, we <laughs> yeah. Like
1: people go to the gym often are like, yeah, I'm going here to like improve something about myself. So, they're very kind of focused on their own journeys. So, I don't think a lot of people are really like paying attention. The other thing is, if possible, Go during off-peak times. Yeah. So it's usually like 10 to 12 or 2 to 4 when it's not like the lunch rush or the morning rush or the after work rush. And that's just going to give you the chance to sort of settle in and come up with a routine that you're not like thinking too much about people around you. And then we do have a lot of shy girl workouts that we post on our TikTok where it's like find your little safe space. Yeah,
0: we love that.
1: Grab, like, just a dumbbell only and just start to build confidence by going, like, in your own space. You don't need to go finding machines, looking around the gym floor. You yeah. just have your equipment and you can just get your workout done. And, again, these are all exercises to help you build that confidence And know that with time, a lot of people I've worked with have started in this way and now they're filming themselves with tripods, they're taking selfies. That's
0: amazing. And they
1: message and tell me this and they're like, I overcame it through like these tips or by going or by having your program or I posted a lot of stuff about me in the gym, like tripping or falling or getting sweat (laughs) marks or like having people (laughs) stare at me or like whatever it is to show that like, even though I'm a seasoned gym goer, I can still have these moments, but I still go and you're not alone and it happens to a lot of people. So those would be my main tips. Yeah.
0: I love that. Even though you're a seasoned gym goer, you can still feel it sometimes too. I'm the same. It was only a couple of weeks ago. It had been raining and I had a kind of like jade light green activewear set on. And as I got out of my car, another car like pulled in beside me. And then I just rubbed up against the back of my car, which was wet and um, a little bit dirty. And so I had this massive wet patch on my gym shorts and it's I life. walk into the gym, I like scan my card and I'm like trying to put my towel over my butt, quickly like a run into the bathroom. People definitely saw and they're probably thinking, what is she doing? Who knows what they were thinking? <laughs> quickly dried my butt, went and did my workout. No one said anything to me. I only felt the embarrassment for a little bit, but it's just normal. Like these things happen I can laugh about it now and share it with you guys who didn't see it, but now everyone knows.
1: <laughs> but you know what? I think a lot of the time we go in there and because we're nervous, we think that's what everyone's seeing. Yeah. But you go in there, people are probably like, she has nice active wear yes. or like, I like her hair. <laughs> Cause these are the thoughts that I have. I see a girl lifting heavy weights. I'm like, go off queen. Or I see someone with a tripod and I'm like, yes, go you, like filming because I know that's, like, really intimidating for a lot of people. And I'm like, cool, I wonder if she has, like, Insta or TikTok, I want to follow her and and see her account. Whereas people probably think, oh, she's looking at me, she's, like, judging me, and it's like, no, girl, like –
0: assume that people are thinking good things always yeah assume the best yeah i love that all right now your gym bag essentials what do Mm. you take with you or what is like a must that you pack with you for the gym
1: okay wrist straps okay yep I feel like a lot of people will do their RDLs or something like that. They've got to hold a heavy weight and it's like grip strength or forearm strength that is the limiting factor rather than like your glutes or your hamstrings. So true. And it's like I don't need strong grip or forearms. I don't care about that. So I'm going to use my wrist straps. And I'm going to, like, improve my glutes by doing that. So that's definitely a must. Obviously, mm-hmm. water bottle, tissues, we need to be hygienic queens. Yes. With the water
0: bottle, what, like, what is your water bottle of choice?
1: I'm a Stanley Cup girl. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm a Yeti
1: girl. Oh, But I've, got, okay. I've seen the Stanley
0: all over TikTok and I'm, like, slowly getting influenced. I know.
1: You can't not. Like, it's <laughs> such an so essential.
0: aesthetic as well. They're
1: so cute. They are annoying, though, if you, like, knock it over okay. and you can't, like, it lives in my car, so I just bring it with me yeah. to the gym. Otherwise, it's like a Frank grain because you can actually close the straw.
0: So, the lid, yeah. Yeah. Okay. important things to yeah.
1: consider uh, my tripod my camera and my microphone like my mic up yeah love to do a mic up workout
0: yeah I need to I want to try and start doing those but
1: I I'm just, do it people I feel, I feel shy
0: I feel shy but I, I I've got to overcome that <laughs> do
1: you know what I feel more shy when I'm in like a quiet stu- like in my boyfriend's studio where it's really quiet because I'm like people can hear me yeah but then when I have my headphones on that's another essential the he- big yeah. headphones when I have those on I just like find it so easy to talk because I can't really hear myself. There's the hack.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's the hack. All right. Maybe I need to invest in some big Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now um, being active is obviously one side of health and fitness, the other side being nutrition. And that obviously plays a large part in, you know, people's general health and fitness. Can you share your approach to nutrition and what advice you would give to a listener who's wanting to improve their relationship with food?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I have had a wild ride with my relationship with nutrition. I used to track a lot, like I would track my calories and my macros and weigh everything that went into my mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. Can relate.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's great to learn about food and understand what certain foods have certain calories so that when you're not tracking, you can be mindful of these things. Not in a way that's like, oh, I'm mentally calculating the calories, but just being like, hmm, have I hit Like enough protein today, because that's sort of the main thing. I feel like it's a really useful tool to use during certain phases of your nutrition. For instance, if you're someone who's focused on fat loss, you need to enter a calorie deficit. A really good way to know if you're in a calorie deficit is like weighing yourself on the scales and also knowing your calories. However, you don't need to track your calories in order to lose fat. Your body doesn't know if you're tracking or not. Yeah. So you can just like eat less. And some people don't have the best relationship with weighing themselves, so maybe they don't want to do that. But those two things are very useful data points to know if you're in a deficit. Yeah. So I feel like not tracking has helped me so much with my relationship with food. Same. And I go through periods of just like not tracking and not like weighing. Like sometimes I'll weigh things just to make sure I'm getting like enough protein powder or whatever it might be. But it is just a tool that I use predominantly like when I'm in a deficit for like, Eight weeks. And I try to only enter a deficit once a year so that I'm not tracking, so that I'm not like in a deficit and like doing that to my body and living in the deficit like I would have done years ago. That knowledge around like getting in enough protein, if you do choose to track calories, the thing you want to focus on mostly is like your calories overall in the day and your protein goal. Mm -hmm. I don't get too worked up around fats and carbs and being like, I have to hit them to the T. They can really fall anywhere as long as you're like feeling good and you're hitting your protein your overall calories that's like sufficient but obviously we want to make sure we're not neglecting our micronutrients so all the little nutrients that make us actually feel healthy because you could fill those calories with like a whole lot of chocolate and you'd hit your calories and you lose fat if you're in a deficit you're not going to be feeling good no like there's we love chocolate I love chocolate I eat chocolate every single day same (laughs) but I'm not eating all of my food isn't coming from that one source. So we're getting diverse nutrients from like fruit, veg, protein, carbs. We're not like restricting any food groups. We Mm -hmm. like to eat all the food groups, all the soul foods, all the treats, but just being mindful of what you're actually consuming and how it's making you feel. So for one person, a food that's considered quote-unquote healthy, like say any kind of vegetable, might actually be reactive for that person who may have an intolerance or like gut issues with nightshades you know like sweet potato yeah. or something like that whereas for another person it might it might be great so that's the way I like to view food as like it's only bad for you if it's making you feel like digestively yeah. unwell or like headaches or something like that
0: I love that so much because yeah I even now I'm like I just try to eat balance and I try to go by what feels good for me and I always try like a 80-20 Yes. kind of thing, kind of approach where it's like 80% like whole foods. And like, I'm trying to get in, you know, my yogurt, my berries, my protein, like whatever else. And then 20% like soul foods, like the fun stuff. Cause yeah, it's just important. I think if you're thinking like sustainably and long-term, what can you keep up? I also loved the chat around like healthy and like not healthy I try not to even label food Mm. like healthy or unhealthy like food is just food and like everything's okay in moderation
1: it's so arbitrary and I feel like we go through stages like during December, like Christmas and New Year's and everything, I was that eighty twenty was more like forty sixty or like, you know, I was eating like drinking I don't drink heaps, but I was like drinking a few more cocktails and just enjoying myself. And then coming back into January, it's like, cool, we reset, we get back into that groove and you follow that lifestyle that you've been doing for so long. And because you're not restricting yourself so much of the year, it's not like you get to that December period and you go nuts. So I think that like balance in that lifestyle ongoing is like a really good point
0: yeah makes a difference one of our other most asked questions was around motivation people want to know what to do if you're having like a low energy day or if you're like trying to get back into routine and people want to know what your motivation is as well okay Can you share
1: yes so I feel like motivation is really great when you start something new and you're like very motivated in the start because a new routine you're like you have all these goals and you're going to get into the swing of things but that motivation, just like anything, just like energy, just like wanes and dips. So it's not something that you can always necessarily like tap into and get. When we don't have that motivation, that's kind of the most important time to go and then it becomes dedication. Yeah. So because you've got a routine that you actually enjoy for the most part, like I'm not always motivated, but I'm pretty much always dedicated.
0: I love that so much.
1: And I think one important thing is, The days that you really don't want to go and you go and you show up for yourself are awesome. They're not necessarily going to be the best workouts they might be, but it's also okay not to go. Yeah. Like I'm really big on working the dedication muscle, but if the reason for not going is because you're like feeling sick or you really low energy, had a really bad sleep the night before, maybe it is better to rest. And sometimes that's way harder for people to do because we guilt ourselves when we quote unquote, take the easy way out. And it's not always easy to take a rest day when your body's like, you know what, I really need this. You can go the next day. So you've got to make that decision. Am I not going just because I'm feeling like a little bit CBF and like if I like actually kind of pump myself up, I can just go. So in those times, it's like, okay, put your activewear on, put a song on and commit to just walking into the gym. So don't get too ahead of yourself and be like, I'm going to do this whole workout. I'm hitting PBs. I'm hitting all my sets. Be like, I'm just gonna do the first exercise and see how I feel. And if I just cannot be bothered, I'm leaving. Chances are, nine times out of ten, you're there, you'll get it done. So I think it gets really hard in winter when it's really cold. So it's like
0: it's hard to get out of bed and get there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Also like to schedule my workouts into my calendar, like Mm -hmm. an appointment. So it's like I wouldn't skip out on, you know, the dentist. So I'm gonna show up for that appointment of allocated time when it becomes a routine. Like, okay, I go every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, for instance, you know that you're on days. So you're like, it's easier for your brain just to go into autopilot and show up. You don't even question it. So I think, yeah, that distinction between, am I not wanting to go just because I'm just feeling a bit CBF? I know it's going to be hard. Or do I genuinely need rest? Make that decision. And then if you realize, okay, no, I've got to, I've got to go, then good playlist. Yeah. Maybe go with a friend. (laughs) Yeah. And just put your cute activewear on and go and just commit to doing one exercise and see how the rest goes
0: yeah there have been times where I've gone into the gym and then it's been one of those days where I'm like I should have just taken a rest like it, everything was feeling crap I was feeling crap and then I just left after I've left after the first exercise because yeah. I'm like I can't I can't do it today vibes and you are know off. what I'm just yeah it's I, I can't do it anymore but then I'm just like you can try again the next day the gym's still going to be there exactly and sometimes that rest is actually more important for you
1: that's like the whole redefining health because yeah. health isn't always pushing yourself to go on hard days. Like yeah, sometimes it is, but sometimes health is also resting and rest can be so productive. Like that's actually when our muscles growing, when we're resting, yeah. not when we're in the gym.
0: I know. I feel like it's such a misconception as well. Cause people are like, you have to be like training so hard and like really thrashing your body. No, No, not here. It's giving toxic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our last question is obviously we're at the start of the new year and people are focused on like health and wellness and fitness at this point. A lot of people are like reviewing their last year. Do you have any tips for kind of goal setting in this area or ways that people can stick to their health and fitness goals going into 2024?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it comes back to the start where I said picking like a few small things and sticking to them instead of saying like, all right, there's all these big goals I'm going to set that are like that sound cool, like, oh, I'm going to run a half marathon, I'm going to like PB 100 kilos squat or something like that and then you just get overwhelmed and you don't do any of it. So I feel like even just breaking up like a goal per month could be really cool. I like to write out every single goal I have and then pick like three sort of key things and then the thing that I think a lot of people miss is the steps required to actually get there. So I use a really common goal, which would be like, I want to lose five kilos or something like that. So how are you actually going to get there? Like, What are the tasks you need to do every single day in order to become that person that achieves that five kilo loss? So it might be, I'm going to be the kind of person that goes for a walk every single day. I'm going to be the kind of person who starts tracking their protein or their calories if you want to do that. If you don't want to do that, I'm going to make some changes with my food, eat a little bit less, choose more of the 80% foods. You're going to be someone who goes to the gym a minimum of three times a week and I'm going to follow a program and so you start to have these things that support that overall goal you've worked backwards from that overall goal you're working on focusing on one goal with your little habits every single day if you haven't read Atomic Habits by James Clear it's like you know it's such a like staple book but if listeners haven't that's such a great book that you can apply to your fitness goals and achieving them with like tiny everyday habits, because they're the things that add up and really contribute to the bigger picture.
0: Yeah, that 1% every day definitely does add up. Thank you so much. I've loved having this chat with you. You've been amazing. And sorry, guys, if you have heard any of the noises (laughs) in the background, I'm hoping it's not too bad. We'll see what happens once we edit this episode. But so if we're at the end of the show where we do a PS, like a little sign off, it's like a P.S. I love you, but it's a recommendation. Okay. So do you have a recommendation for the listeners, anything you're watching, reading, eating, doing that you are loving right now and are currently obsessed with? Please share it with us.
1: Oh my God. There's so many things. I like, I am such a huge reader. Okay. I love reading so, so, so much.
0: What book are you reading right now?
1: Okay. I made the switch from, I read a lot of self-development books. But I had this mentality where I was like, if I'm not reading self-development or business books, it's not productive. It's a waste of time. But in my health switch, I'm like, what's actually going to help me like wind down and switch off and not always be thinking about work? Because that's like. I feel like you can feel me there. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. So, I really got into fantasy mm-hmm. like when I was going through my breakup, another hard relate. Yeah. I was like I need something to like escape my world. And so I'm a huge fantasy reader.
0: Okay, I have not read any fantasy. Oh my god.
1: Like if it's your thing, it's your thing. If it's not, it's not. But I read I'm reading this series. Well, I've read it twice. It's called A Court of Thorns and Roses. It's mm-hmm. like super I feel like I'm nerding out so hard right now, but it's so good. Anyway, <laughs> There's another series that this author has written called Crescent City, and the third book is released today.
0: Okay, so you're going to go get that book?
1: I'm beside my, it's already on my Kindle.
0: Okay, <laughs> it's already, already it. there.
1: I'm beside myself. But if you do like personal development, I'm a huge fan of Stephen Bartlett and his book that has come out. Um, I can't remember the name, of it. it's like The rule, Seven Rules of life and business yeah. or something like that are you going to yes are you
0: yeah oh, oh my god see you there week. I'll see you there Oh, I'm so excited I such love such a him. huge fan yeah. yeah
1: he's fantastic yeah um so that would be my recommendations
0: thank you so much I um will put the links for those books in the show notes as well <laughs> and I might even check one of them out myself yes is that a good book to start with would you yeah, say it's because- a good intro
1: to fantasy okay
0: I'm going to give it a try because yeah. I'm, when you said, you know, reading self-development, if it's not self-development, it's like, well, what's the, like, what's the point? And that's my thought process. Cause I'm like, oh, I have to always be like thinking and bettering myself. And it's like a bit of a never ending <laughs> spiral. So it's... I could probably look to find something to read, to just chill out. Take me to another place. Yeah. Relax.
1: It's got romance in it too.
0: Oh, I love a bit of yeah. romance.
1: Okay. Yeah. And we got a strong female lead, which oh, we love. Oh, we love that too. It's got everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, where can the listeners find you? Give us all the details. Go for it.
1: All right. Sophie Allen on TikTok and Instagram. Train with Soph on both platforms. And the app is trained with Soph, and it's going to get a rebrand soon. So I can't wait to see
0: it because it's already good. It's already amazing in my like in my mind. I'm like, how can it get better? But I you just wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please give us a review on Apple or on Spotify. Please give us five stars despite the construction noise. I'd really (laughs) appreciate that. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and join the Facebook community, Your Safe Space Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, Soph. Bye bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your safe space is a part of the Amplify
1: podcast network.